for early childhood music therapy. Imagine is produced by Della Vista Publisher and can be found on the web at www.imagine.musictherapy.biz. This podcast is entitled What Music Therapists Need to Know About Starting a Private Practice and presented by Dr. Kimberly Senamore. Dr. Kimberly Senamore is a board-certified music therapist who joined the University of Miami in fall 2014. In her role as Regulatory Affairs Associate for the Certification Board for Music Therapists, she is involved in state-level advocacy, legislative and policy issues affecting music therapy practice. Online, Kimberly co-hosts the Music Therapy Roundtable podcast and blogs at Your Musical Self for Psychology Today and Music Therapy Maven. It is getting more common for music therapists to begin their own private practices. Also, each music therapy practice is unique. There are certain core principles underlying successful businesses. In this podcast, Dr. Kimberly Senamore shares seven specific principles for developing a successful private music therapy practice. I was fortunate enough to intern with one of the first small business owners, Dr. Barbara Royer with Music Works of California. I leveraged the experience and knowledge gained when interning with Barbara to begin my own practice in Colorado in 2005. With the exception of earning my PhD, starting, managing, and developing a practice was the most challenging and rewarding experience of my professional career. It seems I'm not alone either, as I've heard this same sentiment from colleagues and friends who are also in private practice. Although each music therapy practice is unique, there are certain core principles underlying the development of a successful business. In this podcast, I outline the top seven keys to private practice success. First, find your niche. If you are listening to this podcast, you're likely interested in working with young children. Good news, you're ahead of the game. Part of your niche is that you provide music therapy services to young children and their families. I challenge you though, to narrow that focus even more. One option is to focus on a particular clinical population, such as children who are at risk, children on the autism spectrum, or children with cerebral palsy and other movement disorders. A second option is to focus on improving or helping a specific need area. For example, your practice can be about helping children learn to manage their emotions or learn how to communicate. Do not be a generalist, be a specialist, and be very, very good at specializing in that niche. The second key is to use mentors. There is a lot to learn and consider when starting a practice, and you should not have to do it alone, particularly since others have been where you are now. Some mentors can be music therapists. These may be music therapists you know to whom you can ask questions. These may also be music therapists who offer professional business mentoring services. Or you can connect with a larger community by posing questions to a discussion group, such as the Music Therapy Business Owners Group on Facebook. An alternate option is to seek assistance from a non-music therapist. I recommend two valuable resources, the Federal Small Business Administration, which provides a wealth of information, tips, 
resources, and knowledge, and SCORE, a mentoring service through which you are paired with a free local business person who counsels small business owners. The third key is to cultivate your community connections, in particular, your local community. A practice grows based on who knows you and the value you provide. If you have identified the niche you fill, you can use this to create a targeted community network. For example, if you are providing mommy and me types of music classes, connect with facilities and businesses that serve those potential clients, churches, community centers, and daycares. Or let's say you are specializing in working with children on the autism spectrum and their families. In this case, it may help to connect with other therapists and therapy centers that can refer your services to their clients. Let's now shift to more nitty-gritty matters involved in running the business itself. The fourth key is to make time for administration. A full caseload looks different when you are starting and growing a business as compared to when you are employed or working as an intern. A reasonable benchmark is to have 20 to 25 hours of direct client contact a week. Why so low? The remaining 15 to 25 hours will be spent on other tasks involved in running a business, bookkeeping, marketing, paperwork, meetings, tax filing, etc. If you extend yourself too much by maintaining too large a caseload, you risk burnout which is not good for you, your business, or your clients. The fifth key to a successful private practice is to be a marketing maven. Simply put, a business involves attracting new customers and keeping current ones. This is done through marketing. As you are developing a practice, you should be regularly working to expand your network of prospective clients. Why? Because when you continue to promote your business and make new connections, a certain percentage of people with whom you connect will continue the conversation. And of those, an even smaller percentage will become clients. This is called the sales funnel. Thus, in order to secure clients, you need to expand your marketing reach to a large audience. There are many ways to do this. The most powerful is word of mouth, which comes through cultivating community connections, key number three, and providing a quality service. In addition, you may want to consider providing educational workshops and in-services at places, locations, and events that cater to families with young children. These include community fairs, local fundraising efforts like 5Ks, daycares, and local therapy-related events. Finally, promote your business by creating a variety of print and digital promotional products. Use these regularly so people begin to recognize you and what you provide. The sixth key is to diversify the types of services you provide. This not only provides more service options for your clients, but it also brings different income streams into your business. 
what types of services and products might you provide as a music therapist who caters to families and small children? How about this? Individual music therapy sessions, group music therapy sessions, early childhood music classes, parent trainings, support group for siblings, support groups for parents, just to start. The seventh and final key is to be patient and persistent. A successful private practice does not happen overnight. It takes years of hard work and creativity. One strategy for tracking your growth is to set aside time each year, a couple of days to a week, to reflect on the past year's development and plan for the next year. Set goals for your business. Make plans for attracting new clients. Determine how you might provide more value to current clients. Lay the groundwork for diversifying your services. With intention, a little help, passion, and a willingness to put yourself out there, you too can succeed in your private practice. Thanks for listening to this Imagine podcast produced in 2016.